Welcome to Ellas, a bi-weekly podcast made by Latinas for Latinas. I talk with talented, inspiring, and empowering women that are living their dreams and making a path for the next generation. I'm Brenda hernandez Jaimes, and this is Ellas. Hello, welcome back to Ellas. On the 12th episode, I have the very honor and pleasure of presenting today's guest. She was a former fashion coordinator at Vogue Mexico, currently the marketing manager at Bumble Mexico, founder of the fashion and lifestyle consulting agency, Estudio Vams, and she has recently launched her podcast, Latin America de Moda. Welcome, Andrea Bamonde Marcano. Hello, Andrea. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for um, accepting my invitation. I'm really honored to have you here on the show. And, you know, this is one of the greatest honors for me because I've always admired your work while you were working in Vogue Mexico. So this is really a dream come true. So thank you. No, thanks to you. Like it, it was an amazing journey when I while in Vogue, and now everything that I'm doing, that people ask me like, "How did you do so many things?" Like, I still don't know, <laughs> but I'm really happy at the point that I am. So, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, it, it's a pleasure for me to be here and be able to share everything oh, in my life. <laughs> thank you. And you know, here in AES, we love to start in the beginning. In before you decided to uh, study fashion, fashion marketing, we, I love to start with a question of how was your childhood like? Um, what was your upbringing like in Venezuela? And what was the, um, the spark that motivated, to study, that motivated you to study fashion marketing? So let's start there. So, well, I was born and raised in Venezuela. Uh, Amazing family. <laughs> um, and since I was little, I love everything that had to do with fashion and magazines as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I collected magazines and I was the one that wake up really early in the morning to turn on e-entertainment television to see and listen to Tim, like Tim Blank talk about fashion. Uh, I remember one of my first fashion memories that I have is uh, uh, Galliano um, Runway Show for Dior, yes. um, which is like, it, I was like, how does he do that? Like a concept so crazy and bring it to fashion and it looks so cool. And that's when I think it, like my passion for fashion started. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up, I had, I don't know, my style was pretty awkward, weird. My dad used to tell me, like, are you going to go out like that? And I was like, yeah, should I change? <laughs> so it, it, was a, it's a, it was a fun journey. And suddenly I started working. Um, so I went to, I studied communications back in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And I started working for a kids brand that was called EPK. I remember my mom telling me about this job. And I was like, that's not fashion mom. And actually, it was the best school that I ever had because I had also, like, I had the opportunity to do so many things. I did fashion shows from, like, 250 kids. Wow. I did photo shoots in Paris, Madrid, Barcelona, London. So I got to travel a lot also to do, like, a lot of production. Um, also, that's when I, I started liking, like, like, styling and dressing up 
somebody else because I, I had to dress uh, the kids and everything. So I was I was there and suddenly I was like, I think there's so much more that I'm, I don't know that I, ha I have to go abroad. I have to go to New York, to Paris, to Milan. I don't know, but I have to go somewhere else where fashion It's already like so many steps in advance where, where I was. So I decided to go to New York. I went to Parsons, the new school of design. Uh, and I went to, I, I studied fashion marketing. Uh, it was amazing, an amazing experience, not only because of the school, but also New York is a city that brings you so much. So everybody that asked me, anybody that asked me like, oh, do, would you recommend it? And I'm like, even if you only can go for two weeks, to go to a small course, or if you can go for a year or something like that, I totally recommend it because it will bring you so much information, so many things going on in, in the city at the same time, not only fashion, but music, art, that it's so inspiring that it will open your mind in a way that you don't even know. Um, Thank God, my family like always support me and in all my craziness, which my dad always says like, "Oh, you're always like thinking those kind of things." But they they are really happy, and my mom and my dad always remember like reminded to me like, "I'm so happy where you where you are right now." Mm -hmm. And 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 then suddenly I decided to come to Mexico, and here in Mexico City, I was doing like consulting and suddenly I end up working for Vogue Mexico and Latin America and that's where my passion I get got harder on Latin American fashion. Mm -hmm. I got to meet so many designers, so many talented people around fashion, not only designers like PRs, consultants, stylists, photographers, uh, models, um, And, and I, I'm really passionate about about that. And, but my journey at, at Vogue ended in January, and I went, I turned around like my career in a way, mm -hmm. which I think it was a really smart move. Uh, and now I'm currently working at Bumble, but I'm also having my consultant agency to help these Latin American designers to get to the other level, which I, I think is, I, I know so many people which are amazing and I'm like, everybody should know about you. Yeah. And let's work, let's work around that. And that's one of the things that I do. And also in the styling. So I do like some collaborations doing styling for magazines or even for brands. And my most recent project, uh, it's Latin America de Moda, which is my podcast. Uh, it's like, The, the happiest baby that I have in my life Aww. because I think there is so much knowledge uh, worth telling and sharing from these Latin American designers who are growing and not only the designers, the stylists, the influencers who have access to amazing fashion shows, working with brands, big brands. And I think it's the, the world right now is so global that opportunities are only one connection of way mm -hmm. and it, but it's, there's so many things that we don't know how to work with it how did you do these or that how do you export how do you import there's so many so much information that that's the reason why i i founded and i started latin america so we can share those experiences from people that already know that's amazing to hear all this your journey your story and I feel like you've always had that passion for Latin American fashion because since the beginning, you know, you were in Venezuela, obviously working 
EPK. But when you moved to New York, you worked with Ileana Yepes, another amazing Venezuelan woman. And, but you were working for her brand, Blues by Kiki. So I feel like from the beginning, you were very passionate about working with Latin American fashion designers and just bringing forth their designs to the world, right? So I think I have always be, been connected with them. Um, uh, yeah, since I, I remember my graduation dress, it was from a Venezuelan designer. Then when I moved to New York, I was working with Eliana. I'm super friend with Monica Sordo. Uh, I, I, I met Ricardo Seco, Paula Mendoza. Mm -hmm. So I was like already connected to them, but I... I don't know, I didn't have like the platform maybe or the, the push to do something more, mm -hmm. but I already love them. Like I was really happy to see like how you can bring to life like a Latin American brand in such a huge city and with so many competitors, like, well, you're competing, you're competing with San Laurent and Dolce Gabbana. Yeah. It's not like you're competing with, I don't know, your neighbor here like designer it's 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 a huge it's a huge city and it, i i really love to see their journeys and how they have grown mm -hmm. uh, it's for me it's 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 a, it's a pleasure and can you share that experience working alongside iliana you know right now she currently has her own um, accessories line iliana yepes how was that like in the beginning um you know for anyone interested in working in fashion marketing alongside Uh, you know, specifically a, a, specifically a Latin American artist in New York. Um, what were the lessons learned that you now incorporate into your current um, work ethic and maybe the mistakes that you made and now avoid? So I started working with her while she had her previous brand called Blues by Kiki. Mm -hmm. um, I was in New York and I only had like three months there And I was like, I need to work, like because mm -hmm. I, I love working. That's that's my nature. Um, and I met her, and we started working like two days a week. Suddenly, it became five days a week because we connect so cool, so so good. Um, and we started working, and we started seeing their, her brand. And I remember when she decided we're gonna close Blues by Kiki and we're gonna launch Ileana Yepes, and we launched the brand in three months. Everything, the collection production, uh, design, the, the event, we, I remember we brought Jose Forteza from Vogue. Oh, love him. Uh, I remember that was amazing. We brought some media from Venezuela. We had Olivia Palermo coming to the event. Uh, it was like a, an amazing experience because you get, I got to learn so much from the industry that first you, yes, you can do it all. Mm -hmm. Like, New York, yes. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but also, like, hard work. And, and I enjoy it so much. We work, like, until really late at night. I remember that uh, that fall was, like, freezing. We launched it in January. Uh, so that was, like, the winter was freezing, the snow, everything. And we were like, if you have to go and buy a zipper, we will go and buy the zipper. It doesn't matter. Uh, because we really wanted to launch and we were really proud of, of the brand. And I'm super proud of her right now and how, how, how much she has grown. Uh, we were a small team, but we were really work like 
together and really close by. I think that's super important, and I really treasure that. I love working like directly to the person that wants to do, and with the vision. I Mm -hmm. think we understood like the two of us understood perfectly on the vision that we where we wanted to take the brand on the next step. Uh, We had many mistakes. Like um, suddenly we. We wanted to move forward too fast, and, and we realized, like, oh no, let's let's step back. We are a small brand. Let's do this first. Then then we do the other things. Um, so you have to be patient as well uh, on the course of your of your brand, uh, aware of your competition, um, especially when you are in a huge market as as New York. Um, and and yeah, it was it was a great learning for me to work with her all my years in in New York and then coming to Mexico also yes. with with her brand um, which I think it's it's amazing and now seeing her success in in Spain and all Europe it's it's such a pleasure so that's amazing to hear that in three months you were able to launch this brand and help her and attract all these amazing people from the fashion industry. And that's something to be proud of. Seriously, that's in three months. And you were, what, in your early 20s, maybe? I was uh, 20, 26, 20, I can't remember, 20-something. Um, but, yeah, we, we were three of us. Like, Ileana, we have a salesperson. Um, we have a design guy who was like a freelance and mm-hmm. then it was me and we have like a PR agency so we the, the team was pretty small but we were so hard on it and, and we wanted it so badly mm-hmm. that I think it went perfectly I remember I was we were eating like in our places uh, running around but but everything came out like perfectly even the website social media but that time i think instagram wasn't what it was what mm-hmm. it is today um but yeah it's a, it's a i think it was it, it, it's a great experience and a success story from my from my career so you know once you started you once you finished in your parsons you were working alongside iliana and then you mentioned that you moved to mexico with iliana's brand you were working there as a freelance. Can you share that experience as a freelance in Mexico in the fashion industry? How was that like? So I moved to Mexico uh, because of visa and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, so I had to move out from the U.S. in in the meantime that I got my working visa. Uh, and I remember my dad telling me, like, oh, you should come back to Venezuela. And I was like, dad, like, I don't know, because, like, I work in fashion, and I work in luxury fashion, which is what, what Ileana Jeffes brand is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I should go somewhere else. And, and I came to, to Mexico as a freelance because I wasn't, like, in New York City. Uh, and we, I, I was taking care of her PR here and sales, and also we wanted to do, like, an event. So I was, like, coordinating everything here. And I also started working with another brand, which I admire her a lot. It's Cristina Ramela, previously Artelier. She's a jewelry designer. Uh, she's based in Querétaro. And I started working with her. Uh, so I started doing this freelance consulting kind of thing also because I had then I had free time. And I really wanted to start doing some styling. 
I wanted to get more into that. Um, I was doing, I, I did a couple of styling for Liana while I was in the brand, but I wanted to do it more like in a professional way. So I started doing that on my free time. Uh, that was my earlier days in Mexico City. I was living in La Condesa. It was a, it was a, it was a great, it was a great moment as well. That's amazing to hear, like, you having that, being open to, you know, you have this free time and just going out there and working with designers and just pursuing your dream of being a full-time stylist. So how did that transition go to you working in Vogue Mexico? Because uh, you, you mentioned that it was, you know, by, you know, like a pure luck miracle, you know, like, how was that like? Anyone who is interested in working in the fashion Bible, how can you share that experience with us? Well, I, I will say that I don't think it's that, well, I don't know if it's that usual, usual or not. I probably think it still is like a movie chapter of my life. So I I went to Condenas offices mm-hmm. to bring some pieces to Valentina Collado, who is the fashion editor at Vogue. I was waiting for her at the lobby. And the director of PR came out, and I knew her because Ileana, Ileana Yepes, we launched it here in Mexico with Vogue. So I knew Karina Valderas uh, from that time on. Um, and I, I see her in the lobby, and then she's like, oh, how are you? What are you doing right now, currently? And I was like, no, I'm freelancing. And she was like, oh, so I'm looking someone for someone to do PR for Vogue. Would you like to... Like, please send me your resume, etc. And I was like, yes, of course. Five minutes later, Valentina comes out. We say hi, 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 because I also, I knew her before. Uh, hi, hi, hi. I, I leave. I get to my home, and I'm like, okay, let me send Karina my resume. So they called me for an interview, and while the person from Human Resources was interviewing me, she was like, you know what? I'm listening to you. I'm seeing your resume, and I think I have a better position for you. Would you like to do to like to be fashion coordinator for Vogue Mexico and Latin America? And I was like, what? <laughs> like that was my aha moment. Like really? She goes, yes, yes, of course. You will have to do like an interview and like a test. They will send you. And I was like, of course. And I was traveling to Miami. I remember mm-hmm. like five days after. So I told her like, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but if this is gonna happen, it has to happen in the next five days because I'm leaving for Miami for two weeks. Said, so, yeah, don't worry. So I went to an interview with Valentina and the um, Mayling who was also working at the office. And then I had to do an interview with Kelly Talamas. I did a test. So it's, it, it wasn't that easy because you had to do like so many things. I have to do, write a text, like write about trends and, do like a mood board, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Um, and after all these interviews, I remember I was leaving to the airport, actually. And and I had a missed call from Condenas, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, they're calling, they're calling. Um, I picked up the phone, and they were like, oh, I, I just wanted to let you know that we really like your profile. I'm going to send you like an offer. Let us know. And that was really exciting because I never knew that I was going to, get it um I always wanted to work in editorial um because of that dream that I have of being like like a stylist and also the passion that I have for Latin American fashion and and it was a great 
platform for me to get to like get all those people that I knew mm -hmm. out there in in, yeah. in those pages. But yeah, I don't know if it was it was luck or I was I think I was meant to be in that moment and yes. to Valentino to delay five minutes and to this person to come out. It was it was perfect timing. And I think, you know, it was perfect timing and before this you made sure you were ready, you know, you studied communication, you worked in Venezuela, New York, um, you were, you know, freelancing in Mexico, you were networking, you were working, you had the experience to back you up and you were at the right moment at the right time. So that's totally amazing to hear. That's such a great, you know, story. And while you were in Vogue Mexico and Latin America, Can you share all the biggest wins? Um, what were the greatest moments that you experienced um, during your time there? One of my greatest moments was, so I went to Venezuela on December. Mm -hmm. uh, I can remember, I think two years ago. Um, I was going to Venezuela to see my family. And I really, there is a house in Venezuela uh, designed by architect Gio Ponti which I have never been, but I have seen in pictures. And it was an amazing house. So I approached to Carla Martinez, and I told her, like, hey, Carla, so I'm going to Venezuela for my holidays, um, and I would really, really love to shoot, do a photo shoot there with Venezuelan designers and a Venezuelan team in a house that is designed by architect uh, Gio Ponti. She turned around, and she saw me, and she was like, how, why there is a house designed by Gio Ponti in Caracas? And I'm like, yes, do you, you know, like, do you know? And she's like, I'm super fan of Gio Ponti. And she showed me pictures, and I started showing her a picture of the house, and she was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yes, please do. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I have to put a team together. Yeah. So I started working with the team. I was super scared because it's a holiday, so... A lot of people travel. I, I didn't knew any of the models back there because most mm -hmm. from Venezuela that are like editorial or everything uh, are here or in New York or in Paris. So I was like, okay, so you have to do it and this has to be successful. And I started work, like writing on Instagram to designers, like different designers and seeing like everything that was going on. I discovered amazing designers for that photo shoot. Um, I had to find like an assistant And I had, like, a great assistant. So we did that photo shoot. And for the March issue, it was supposed to be, I think, for the April. or oh, I can't remember the issue. Uh, and we were closing March. And it, I think it was the day before we were closing the issue or two days before. And Carla approached me and she's like, oh, so we need a story for the back of the book so if if you guys like have the magazine the front of the book is like everything that is like about trends and and more like stories of designers and the back of the book is where all the big editorials 10 pages are mm -hmm. and she's like oh so we're gonna put your story in march which is like one of the biggest issues uh because it's the change of the season which is when spring summer starts um so we're gonna put your story so do you have the, the pictures already retouched and everything? And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going, it's like, I, I, I can't remember. I think it was like eight pages. And I was like, are you, are you, are you serious? And she's like, yes. So I called the photographer and I'm like, okay, so I need the pictures like right now. And he's like, I'm going to the beach. I was like, no, you're not going to the beach. You are like going to be 
like full page in both Mexico and Latin America. So you have to send it to me. He worked like so fast. He was really excited. And I think what, that was one of my greatest moments in the magazine because I get to, I, I got to do something with a whole, like all Venezuelan team, mm-hmm. Venezuelan designers, new designers that nobody knew, and also talk about a place that it's like magical for people, especially in Caracas, that I know not that house. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of my greatest greatest moments I have many like I have many like uh, I can I but that one I think is one is one of my top five probably yeah like just going back to your home country and uplifting these fashion designers from Venezuela it's like completing the circle of your goals right and just doing it in like a couple of days and being on the front you know pages it's like amazing to hear like and you telling me that you had days and then like afterwards a couple of days also to get ready the March issue. So for those interested in working in fashion magazines, you're basically working three months ahead. Is that correct? It, it depends. Like, yes, it, it depends because you had so many things like there. Maybe if you have like a, like a news, you won't be working so much time in advance, but Something that I learned about with Carla Martinez, mm-hmm. which is the editor-in-chief, amazing person, um, is that if we work, like, in advance on time, and we work with, uh, actually, as U.S. works in, in time for photo shoots and those kind of things, um, it's so much better because you already, especially with photo shoots that mm-hmm. take a long time and a lot of effort and then you have to retouch and you have if you are shooting a celebrity uh, sometimes like you have to show the picture or something like that uh, then you have to do like edit the video it's a lot of prep it's much better much smarter to work in advance if you if you right now probably in New York so we are yeah July they're already shooting it might be shooting some, like, end of fall and starting a holiday. Uh, I remember a couple of times that I went to, I traveled with Valentina to, to New York, and mm-hmm. people, everybody was shooting already. Yeah, already already fall is in the magazines right now in July. So they're probably shooting resort already. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah. And as soon as the fashion week ends, uh, one time we did this, as soon as Fashion Week ends, so after Paris, one week after, you're shooting spring. Yes. Yes, you're always ahead, always ahead because of the Fashion Weeks and, you know, resort collections and hot couture collections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and sometimes that's something that I, I, it happened to me that I, sometimes I felt that I didn't enjoy that much of the seasons mm-hmm. because I already... Like, imagine, like, Fashion Week, in a, it, it, next Fashion Week ends in October, and you start shooting in spring, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get into stores until February, March, and you're like, I already have seen that dress so many times, <laughs> and it, it's not. So, I remember that happened to me with a Ferragamo dress, that I saw it, like, uh, like because I shoot it, and then I saw it in another cover, and I saw it somewhere else, and I was like, that was it, that, that, how long can the life of that dress can be? And it was really long. So that that's one of the things about fashion, that you work so much in advance. Also, right now, I want the, the shoes from Resort, but they're not in sale until, like, October. So it's 
so you have to wait until October, but in October it's already cold, so you can't wear like sandals. It happens. Yeah, it's things a quick, of fashion. Yeah, fashion's like a quick turnaround, and that's one of the things maybe that might maybe be changing in the you know maybe in the next de- decade or something. But um, you were mentioning before that you discovered many fashion designers during this project in Venezuela. Can you mention them and which one were they? Um, are you still currently, you know, working alongside them with your podcast, with the Studio Bams? How is that uh, relationship flourishing? So one of the designers that I I think for that photo specifically, I work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I consider him like a great friend. His name is Efraim Mogollon. So I love wearing Efraim things. And he liked me like everything that he had in his showroom for that photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and oh, for him, we we featured him in the magazine before, uh, like sometime before. Uh, and to see his career right now, he usually in Fashion Week, he shows in Paris. And he sells like amazing in Dominicana, in, in he goes to Panama, to Costa Rica, to Fashion Week. He, his career has grown so much that I'm I'm, I'm really proud of. That. He's one of the designers that I'm, I'm proud of. Uh, then there is one guy that I discovered while I was shooting this. He, the name of the brand is Arumni Tai. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had this yellow dress that I loved. It, the story that I shot there, it was like a. So this house is amazing. It's by a designer. Even the like the the fort, the shares, everything was designed by Giovanni. But my idea of the of the story was that this girl had. She was living in this amazing, huge, beautiful house, but she was lonely. So this dress was like the perfect part of my story. Mm-hmm. It was like yellow dress, like a like a turtleneck, like long sleeve tight on the waist but long and the fabric was really like uh, like thick and rigid I, I think that was like amazing uh, another designer that I work with and I still like really like is Natalia Masei Suiyaga she's now based in, in Colombia and oh, every time that I go there her PR always calls me and they're super nice so it's it's also a great pleasure for me to see their careers grow and how they expand their business to other markets as well. Because right now in Venezuela, the thing is not, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So it, it's great um, to be, it's great what they do in Venezuela. There are so many designers that do amazing things in Venezuela with the people there. Also, at the end, you're bringing, that's jobs that you're giving to yeah. people there. Um but, it, but I know also there's sometimes there's a struggle. Like last week, they didn't have electricity for a whole day. So that's like a last day that you have of work. And the people don't go to work and they have problems. And it's, it, it's I admire what they do and how, how they do it and how they get out there and with an amazing design quality product. Exactly. And I think you're also helping them with along, you know, you just released your first episode in Latin America de Moda, but I feel like your podcast will give the voice and inspire, you know, fellow Venezuelan designers to continue their dreams and not to give up. And even though their current their current you know political environment isn't 
the best, you know, I feel like your podcast will give that inspiration to them to continue on. And of course. for, you mentioned, you know, how fashion was really fast. And that was one of the things that you maybe didn't quite enjoy while working in Vogue Mexico. Can you share the, maybe the mistakes and the dark sides, not maybe dark sides, but like the other side that we don't really know, or maybe not pay attention when, you know, we, we want one admires or dreams of working in the fashion magazine. There's so many lessons that I incorporate nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, I think the most important one is that, like, yes, you have to do it with passion. It's, mm -hmm. it's that's those kind of jobs that you have to be really passionate about. But always understand that still is a job. Yes. Like sometimes I got really stressed. I got yeah. I have to say that sometimes I got really sick. Um, on like like physical super tired and and at the end you have to give priority to yourself always yes. in any job that you are at the end um and maybe that happened to me also because i was so 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 passionate that i was like i don't care <laughs> but yeah you have to put yourself first every time like if you feel that you are you are not like like if you're starting to feel sick or you are not feeling well speak up also as well mm -hmm. like speak up and and learn how to like choose your battles like don't get into into things that you are you it, it won't bring you any good uh, and also i think to being humble it, it taught me a lot of like it fashion is is It's an, a beautiful, a beautiful industry, but it also it can be kind of hard. There is mm -hmm. a lot of ego around it, um, and you have to keep your feet in the, in the ground. And I think that uh, talking one time with a friend that she also worked in editorial before, but in New York, uh, and I told her like, so I'm I'm going out of out of Vogue. She was like, like be ready because everything's going to change. Like you will notice who really like care about you because you were in the magazine mm -hmm. and who care about you, like truly care yes. about you. And I was like, I was really impressed after I, I went out of bow, how the people that I knew that were, they care about me. They still care about me. And we still talk nowadays. And there are so many people that, but I, I didn't got caught into that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, these people, they were only, like, text me because I, I was working at home. It happens, and I think it happened to any, if you work in any big name company mm -hmm. at the end. So, yeah, don't get, don't let your ego get into your head. That's, I think that's my best advice. But, uh, but I think it's, it, it, you can use it anywhere, like in any industry, but especially in fashion. Yeah, especially in fashion, and that's a great advice, and, you know, it's great that you mentioned the moment that you decided to leave Vogue, and, you know, your friend gave you that advice, so in January of 2019, you decide to go on your path and um, start Estudio Bams. Can you share with me the, what motivated you to I have a feeling what motivated you, but can you share to our listeners what motivated you to start it? And I know that in that same time, Bumble Mexico 
offered you, well, you know, they came and, you know, they offered you to work with them. How was that like, you know, being, leaving Vogue Mexico and then starting your own consulting agency and working with Bumble Mexico? I think it was the right move for me. Mm -hmm. uh, as I was telling you, like, I got to meet so many amazing designers all around Latin America that they, they didn't got the exposure that I believe they could. Mm -hmm. uh, great design, great finishing, quality. And I was like, why is this, like, and, like everybody asked, I don't know, maybe we see a brand as, a, I don't know, like a jeans brand or like a t-shirt brand, acne, something like that, and everybody is, is wanting it or, or buying it. And I'm like, Latin America designer has also that, like, that amazing. So, and how, why, why it's not getting out there? So I started analyzing and seeing, well, maybe their pictures are not the best, or maybe their communication is not getting out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe they need to work more like, yeah, like visiting different countries or maybe they're not selling on the correct points of sales. Um, so so I was like, I think this is where I should go. Like starting helping all, all of these designers, getting to know. Also because when you are working like, in, I don't know, in your country or in your place and you're comfortable and some sometimes that's it. Mm -hmm. And you're not seeing out there. Or if you see out there, they're like, oh, it's like a big challenge of how do I do it? So I started thinking like, okay, I should do this. So I will found Studio Vans after I go out of, out of way, Vogue. And suddenly uh, uh, Bumble Mexico offers me to be a marketing manager for, for Mexico. And I was, I also, I started considering like, what should I do? Like, But what's gonna what's gonna happen to Studio Vans? Because I don't want to give up to it. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's a, like my main passion. But also working as on a tech startup. It's not only any startup. It's also a tech startup, which is for me the future. Yes. Plus the company that it was. I got to meet Whitney Wolfhard uh, when Bumble launched Bumble based here in Mexico, and. She was amazing. And since that day, I was like, okay, this woman, it's like going to change the world. I love her philosophy. I love everything about her. Um, so when they offered me that, I was like, I, I would love to work for this company with their values and, and the company that it is. And I think everything that I will know working with them, I could apply to my my, my, my clients in Studio Bugs. Mm -hmm. So that's when I took the decision. I talked to them and I told them, I have this and I I'm, I'm, I want to keep doing it, but I also want to work with you guys. And they were like super open, like, yes, of course, we love it. Um, and that's what I'm currently doing. <laughs> that's amazing. And, you know, um, a lot of people would think, oh, you know, fashion to networking, it's so different. But what you were doing in Vogue Mexico, you were also doing in a way networking fashion designers you know to consumers to other big companies um to other markets so i think it was a really great transition and what you're doing now is obviously incorporating it to studio vans and to your podcast too so how you know you've been working there maybe since what Jan january 2019 and we're now in um you know summer so For these months, what has been the greatest um, wins at working in Bumble, Mexico? Everything that I have learned, everything, even the mistakes have been 
amazing, uh, like amazing, yeah, learnings. Uh, mm -hmm. I have grown so much uh, in terms of team, in terms of what I have done, like from the events to the collaborations to partnerships to the influencers I have worked with. And also, I, I, I believe so strong in their mission and because it's not only it's not only the app I like I, every day like and, and this is for real like I get into the app every day and I connect with people in the app every day in, in Bumble BFF and in Bumblebiz I have even worked with people from Bumblebiz already um, so it's it's not only that I that I work for them it's that I do believe it and it have worked for me like <laughs> I have good results from them um, it's been a, it's been a great journey. Uh, I think the growth for me has been the most important. And also the company, mm -hmm. the philosophy of every, uh, that if tomorrow Studio Vance grows so much that I have to hire people, like I would love to have the same like business company philosophy that Bumble has. The, they take care so, like they care so much about their employees. And what we do and the objective, even the every, everything that we work with objective and how to achieve them and how they work so you can achieve those. And it, it's a great environment. Even even though that we have an office here, it's, we're not based in Austin where the big office is, mm -hmm. uh, you feel it. Like It's not like any other company. Even my friends told me, like, you work in such a great company, um, And and it, it's great. Like I'm really I'm really happy. And as you say, like I keep I keep doing what I do the best, which I think is connecting people mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and a lot of PR in. Um, but also I get I still get to do things with fashion, which is great. We did something something with Lorena Sarabia. We're in conversation with some other designers. It's it's been great to have another uh, like. To be to being able to help them in another way, mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing. Also, I've been like uh, discovering new like new industries, yeah, which is great. And at the end, it's a three. I have like a three sixty approach right uh, right now to everything. Um, so I'm really happy. And it's amazing that you're continuing this networking and this uplifting of, of, of creating a platform to other creatives, other creative people, especially fashion designers. And you recently decided to launch your own podcast, which is oh, Latin America yes. de Moda, which you can obviously, for everyone listening, you can listen to it on Spotify. It's amazing. The first episode was really inspiring. <laughs> And tell us what, you know, obviously this motivated you to continue your goal of just uplift, uplifting these fashion designers. Um, but what's the vision and, um, you know, obviously, where do you see Latin America de Moda go? So Latin America de Moda starts, as, as you say, like, To inspire people in mm -hmm. the industry, other people to listen stories, and not like if you want to go, if you want to listen trends and design, Latin America de moda might not be like the perfect place. It's more industry oriented mm -hmm. and business oriented because I think there is so many great designers that create amazing things, 
but you have to learn the other side, which I think in, that's something that I always uh, talk with my the people that I study in, in fashion. In fashion, like for fashion designers, they don't teach them business, and it's such a huge part of the life, like everything. Like, mm -hmm. and, and and in the first chapter, you will listen to. Uh, the guys from Andres Pajon, which yes. is a Colombian brand, uh, and they say, yeah, yeah, like you, if you don't sell, that that doesn't make any sense for you to, to be doing it. Like mm -hmm. you need to, because at the end you need money to keep designer, to keep bringing your ideas to life, and to keep like paying the people that work with you. So mm -hmm. it's super important the business part, and there's another. Every chapter is around that, but it depends like. In, in for Andres Pajon, we focus also in their franchise uh, model. That's how they grow the brand outside of Colombia. And their first uh, showroom they have is in Guadalajara. Uh, there's another designer that we're going to talk about how she grow her business from nothing, from starting selling at school, like her jewelry at mm -hmm. school. There's another one that we talk in how to support other Latin American designers, which is so important nowadays because at the end, it's a whole continent that we really want to grow. Uh, there's another designer that also we talk about her success and how she started um, and how her journey was. And she talks a lot about that, that when she started working, she started designing, nobody told her about um, business and how one company helped her about that. And, and now she has like a like uh, investors, and which is really important. How you get into that? Because right now I can say, oh, I want to be a designer, but one day you will see like, oh, so I don't have, even if I sell, I, like, I don't have much money to grow. Mm -hmm. how, how to take that next step? So that's the whole point for me with Latin America de Moda, to bring information from these people that already, either like, they already live it or they're living it they're currently living it mm -hmm. all those things in business that they're worth sharing yes um for me it's more about just giving them a platform to share uh, which is i think it's it's super important and for people all around like my main goal and you were saying like where do you see latin america everybody listening to it and and growing that business and getting, like, if it's only one message, it will be amazing. Like, thank you, because this helped me do this. Yeah. That's, for me, super, like, uh, that will make me so happy to have, to have help at least one person to get into the next step. Or maybe, like, cleaning, uh, like, a, a, a doubt that they have in their mind around something that's happening in the business, or how to get somewhere um, that's my main point because I think the future in fashion is in Latin America it's already growing mm -hmm. I, uh, there, yes we had una Carolina Herrera un Oscar de la Renta they made amazing things for us but right now we have so many like products worth to share and to export to all the different continents And, and I know the future generation is looking forward to that, but they need to do it smart. They have to be smart about that. Oh, that's amazing. It's really inspiring to hear your words right now, that you're so passionate about, you know, uplifting and just 
recognizing the talent that is in Latin America, and I, I can hear in like your happiness that you're currently in, in a really great chapter in your life. You know, you're you're doing what you love, what you're passionate about, and for anyone that is interested, for you know our listeners, you know they're young women and. Maybe they want to follow your path. What's the advice that you recommend? Because you obviously talk about businessing and knowing about networking and knowing about investors. But for those interested that want to work in fashion marketing, that you know want to continue the same path of working with Latin American designers and providing a platform for them, what advice would you give them? I will say, don't be afraid mm-hmm. of. Trying new things and to get like and to go after what you want. I think it's the strongest advice I can give them. Um, and and get to know people and get to know in whatever you want to do. In you want to do, look forward to be the best in that that you do. Like always, if you have to go to school again, go to school again. If you have to, yeah, sit down with a person that you know, like it, it, it will be like, they know what you want to do and how they can help you do it. Like right now with social media, you're only one connection away to get into the person or the objective or the project that you want to be. So yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to open doors. And if a door's closed, that, that, like the other day, I was listening to a to a co-founder of a beauty brand, mm-hmm. and she was saying, "You already have to know," and that's totally true. Like if you don't even try, like you already have to know. The worst thing that can happen is that you keep with the no if they say no. Yeah. But the best thing that can happen is that they say yes. So. Be fearless about your dreams and, and dream big and dream, dream smart as well. It's, it, yeah, like it can be like sometimes people think like fearless is like, okay, I'm going to do it. Blah, and be, be smart about what you're going to do. Like It's not only like go ahead and do it. It's also thinking about how you're going to do it. And how, you, how does that make you closer to that thing that you want to do? And all you want to be. That's perfect advice. And I think that's so true to our current generation. You're right. You know, we're so close. We Social media has this access. And especially, you know, you working in Bumble in Mexico and like the networking and Bumble biz. You're so close to working with talented people. And just be fearless. Just approach them. And like you said, you have the know. You know, it doesn't... You at least tried, you know, of asking them and, you know, having the opportunity to collaborating with the, um, those people. And for, we always love, I love to close with the, uh, the question of, you know, now you're here and we've talked about all your journey and I want you to reflect and look back. And, you know, if you were, you know, uh, talking with little uh, Andrea, what would be the advice that you would give her? I will tell her, like, yeah, to look forward, that she has no idea of what the future has for her, and that she will love it. Like, to trust trust her journey, because everything that she's doing is taking her, it's happening for her, and, and it's taking her where she should be. 
and to let herself shine. That's another thing that a lot of people have been telling me lately, and I will tell her <laughs> because sometimes so like we don't believe it to, to ourselves. But if I have to tell her to my younger self, I will tell her like, let yourself shine. Oh, that's beautiful. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> and, you know, you're definitely shining right now, and it's as a fellow Latina, you know, and following your work ever since your time in Vogue Mexico, it's amazing and so inspiring to see where you at are right now and doing amazing things and helping Latin American designers, which is something that I love and, and, and I have to thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And for all our listeners, you know, where can they follow you? Um, where can they follow uh, Latin America de Moda, where can they find BAMs? And so, myself mm-hmm. on Instagram at Andrea Vamonde VSM Venezuela, double A. Uh, Studio BAMs uh, on my website. It's again like VSM Venezuela and double A. In Latin America de Moda, you can look for it in Spotify. Uh, next chapter. Uh, coming soon <laughs> and I think you will love that one as well uh, it's really inspiring and it was really really fun so that's the other thing that I want to do with that that to be fun so yeah you can reach me out there like I always reply my DMs I, I promise you even if I take longer but I always reply so because I know I might be helping someone so that's that's the whole point for me it's not it's it's it will you will never bother me like and yeah you can reach me out on my email on my by dm on instagram so here there i am thank you and seriously uh, for anyone listening andres to her treat her word you know i approached you on instagram and it's a dream come true and thank you again for accepting and you know talking with me and sharing your story with our listeners and it's been a really inspiring and wonderful conversation here in Yes, Thank you, Andrea. Please listen to us at, in two weeks, you can follow us on Instagram. That is at Ellas the Podcast. That's E-L-L-A-S, the podcast. If you're interested in sharing your own story and through Ellas, please mail at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me at B-R-E-N underscore high it's j-a-i and i'll be listening to you in two weeks thank you again for listening i'm brenda hernandez jaimez and this is a yes thank you thank you If you've been listening to AS for a while, you know that I'm a big supporter of providing a platform for Latinas to share their stories and inspire current and future generations of women. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the lives of more amazing Latinas just like you. You can help by going to Apple Podcasts and write a review. Tell me what you think and leave any number of stars. It would mean the world to me. Thank you in advance. AS is produced, hosted, and edited by me. Brenda Hernandez Jaimes. And thank you to Shrove, who created our theme song. This is Ellas.